Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions, and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. Hi, this is Professor Chapman. Recently we've been doing some Facebook Live sessions where I've been answering questions from the listeners and participants. What you're about to hear now is some audio of those segments and I hope they'll be useful for you. I know that there's one topic that is often asked about and it's probably worth your input on and that is success rates. What is your clinic success success rate and more importantly, how is it measured? Because some clinics measure them differently. And that's an important thing to know, isn't it? What you read on people's websites, or certainly up to about two or three years ago, was fairly random. If you've got a website, you're going to say uh, the best news. Most clinics were honest in what they did, but there was, there was highly selected data. The marketing people obviously uh, want to portray the best picture of the clinic. What has happened in the last 12 months is that there is now a, a national agreement about how one puts their results on a website. So it's pretty uniform across Australia now as to how you report your success rates. In addition to that, there is actually now a specific website where the uh, results from the national database are put up on a regular basis. However, when you go on that site, unless you're a scientist, you'd be a bit confused about what it's all about. And even scientists probably are going to be confused because they use five different parameters. And from clinic to clinic, you will see variations in their position in in a sense in the league tables, depending on what parameter is used. So for instance, there's a parameter that looks at the success rate per embryo transfer. And what that excludes are people who never got to an embryo transfer. There's also data based around starting a cycle. What's the pregnancy rate if you start a cycle and all the way through to a pregnancy or a not pregnancy? And about 20% of patients actually never get having an embryo transfer, particularly in the older age groups. So those figures always look really bad if a clinic does a lot of older patients. And what I'm leading up to is, yes, there are lots of ways of expressing success rates. There is now a degree of uniformity on how they're done. But in behind those results, ultimately, it's the type of patients who go to a particular clinic. You know, my pregnancy rates are not the best in the world. Why not? because I see a lot of second opinions that people have failed elsewhere. So I'm already putting myself behind the eight ball. In that group of patients, I'm obviously getting pregnancies, but not uh, as if they were fresh first cycle patients. That's our best chance of success. If your age groups, and and these data on the national My Success Rate website have broad bands of ages, and because age is the biggest Um, discriminator in terms of chances of success. A clinic that is in the band, uh, looking at bands between 38 and 43, I think is one band. Now, a clinic that does a lot of 40-year-olds is not going to do as well 
in that band as someone who predominantly does 38 year olds and there are clinics around who won't treat women uh, and at 42 43 uh, because the chances of success are low but that means their results are immediately biased compared with everybody else so there's no perfect way of comparing clinics in terms of success rates most of us are in the same ballpark of one or two or three percentage points differences so ultimately Choosing a clinic because of its success rates doesn't necessarily mean you as an individual are going to get the best outcome. What you need to find is a good clinic with a good doctor, generally geographically close to you for convenience, takes some of the stress out of the whole process. Just make sure that you know they're in at least the middle of range of the national success rates. Prof, we have a question from Pina. She says, I have one girl, 13 years. I've been trying to conceive after that and struggling two miscarriages and after two IVF cycles where I found out I have chromosomal abnormalities. I have multiple fibroids, but I'm told not a threat to pregnancy. Tube tests done three times all came back negative. What should I do now? Probably sit down with someone who will go through all of that history, which sounds a little bit complicated. And I'd like, for instance, to see what happened in those IVF cycles to really give you a proper answer. I wouldn't give up yet, you know, unless you're 45. But, you know, at anybody, you know, up to the age of 42, 43, I think you know, it's worth pursuing further. And what was the number of the clinic again, if they want to call in? 95985505. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website, www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to The IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. 